0: hello my lovelies welcome back to episode 6 of caffeinated yogi talks let me start by pointing out my boo-boo in episode 4 if you caught that i said episode 3 instead of episode 4 you're my number one fan and i love you greatly also thank you for not messaging me and calling me out of my mistake i was gonna go in and edit it and then i was like nope I'm human, and this show showcases the raw and real me, (laughs) so mistakes are going to happen. Anyways, enough about the past. Let's talk about what's on tap for today. If you follow me on the gram, you know that I love to poll and ask what y'all want to hear about on this platform, and apparently you all love what I like to call yoga teacher talks. AKA just random life vent sessions. So here we go. Today's rambling hot mess express is about toxic relationships. That might be with a friend or significant other. Maybe it's your relationship with Instagram and other forms of social media. We are going to define what exactly encompasses the toxic state because sometimes it just might be a harmless vent sesh. And to be honest, that might be needed. We'll also talk about how to maybe ditch the toxic BS. If you are a human who talks to other humans in person, virtually, or maybe a mixture of both, this is for you. So go grab yourself your favorite yummy beverage and let's dive in. Hi there. Welcome to Caffeinated Yogi Talks. I'm your host, Danielle Collinsworth. Here, we will talk about all things yoga, both on and off the mat. Fitness, entrepreneurship, this crazy thing called life, and maybe a bit about coffee. So throw on your headphones, grab your favorite cup of gel or tea, if that's your fancy, and let's get chatting. Alright, so this concept of toxic relationships can weigh really heavy on your heart. So I want to start by taking a moment to dive into a tiny bit of yoga therapy. And what I mean by that is we're going to take two cycles of breath where we really focus on controlling our breath. And if you're like, oh this is some weird ass shit, just give it a try my friend, it might help. So let's take a nice long inhale through the nose. Lift the shoulders up high towards your ears. And then exhale, roll the shoulders back. Let tension kind of fall off the body. I'll do this one more time. A nice long inhale to fill up the lungs, fill up the nose. Maybe exhale with a sigh. I made a post earlier this week on Instagram and it sparked a lot of private messages like way more than normal, which is what then sparked my desire to make this episode. The post says, ditch your toxic baggage just as you would ditch a shitty cup of joe. Now, I'm sorry, if you're one of those people that buys some frou-frou latte and you absolutely hate the taste or it just like takes birth to you or something and you're still able to drink it, then I give you a two thumbs up because I could never do that. I have mad respect for the good beans and not so much for the bad ones. My point being, we tend to not consume things if we don't like the taste of it. I'm sure some of us will drink some nasty green beverage just to get some extra health benefits. However, 90 plus percent of the time, We normally consume things that our taste buds actually like. Sometimes that causes us to gain a few extra pounds and we have to find a way to then balance these overly excited taste buds. So why do we then consume toxic relationships from other aspects of our life without finding the same balance? As I will say in every damn podcast episode I create, I'm not saying that this is easy. It's honestly probably one of the hardest things that we have to do in life. From a toxic loving relationship with your significant other or a friendship, maybe some toxic correlations that you have with social media and maybe even with yourself. The word toxic as an adjective simply means something of poison or that is harmful now let's relate this back with like the correlation of food if there is toxic food on your dinner plate then that means there is something poisonous on your plate and i'm gonna take a good old guess here that you're not going to consume this nasty poisonous object on your plate however If there's something toxic within a relationship, we still consume it. If it's something on the dinner plate, we push it to the side, throw it away, and then we consume all the things that we know are healthy for our bodies. Yet, when it comes to other relationships, we choose to soak up both the toxic and non-toxic parts. Why? When I put it like that, doesn't it just seem silly? When I first began drafting ideas for this podcast episode, I then automatically went to something that was along the lines of three ways for you to ditch toxic energy, toxic relationships, or toxic whatever the hell you want to call it. However, I didn't feel like this was right. I didn't feel like I was being genuine. Because, to be honest, I don't think that getting rid of toxic pieces is very black and white. The concept, if you want to be happy, don't take stuff personal, is way easier said than done. And I believe so is the concept of ditching toxic relationships. I personally think that the first thing you have to do is to acknowledge how and where there is a toxic connection to your relationship with the said living being or beings, the connection to the inanimate object, or whatever is the case at hand. Yes, it sounds magical to say, let it go, and to completely cut all ties, but that just isn't realistic. A comment came up on my post yesterday that made it pretty obvious that you cannot always cut ties with the snap of a finger. This person, a beloved friend of mine who has taken yoga teacher training with me, commented and said, the first thing that came to mind was my job. With like a little funny emoji next to it or something. Sure, it made me giggle and it made me smile, but it also confirmed that the process of ditching toxic energy or relationships is pretty damn hard. It is unfortunately not as easy as throwing away that shitty cup of coffee. So where do you start then? How do you release the toxic energy when you can't simply throw it away? Before I continue, I want to note that these are all my opinions and I really do wish that you would take them as is. If it resonates with you, fantastic roll with the punches, and implement as many of these lovely little ideas into your life whenever you can. However, if none of these jive with you, then don't force it. Listen to what I say and feel free to send me a message and tell me that I'm that shit crazy and that none of these make sense. There's a reason why this podcast is called Caffeinated Yogi Talks. I want this to be something where you sit back ponder, and maybe have a conversation with me or somebody else. This is not a platform for me to sit here and riddle off fun facts for hours on end. However, some factual things will definitely come up from time to time. So, getting back on track. I believe the first thing, which I know is going to sound obvious, is to acknowledge where the toxic piece of the puzzle is coming from. What is the underlying cause? And is there a way you can then still have this relationship without completely cutting all the ties off? Now, I know that might be a concept that is kind of hard to swallow as some relationships are hella toxic and very unhealthy. In those situations, I know you might have to get out as quickly as possible. Do that if it's needed And remember, there is no harm in asking for help. However, there are going to be other relationships where you don't need to completely throw them away. For example, some of us might correlate a toxic relationship to social media. I do not think that means that you have to go through and delete every single account that you have. But for some of us, taking a detox from social media might be what you need. Maybe that's for a day, a month, a year, who knows? And if that's what works for you, awesome, do it. Do you and find what brings you happiness. Find what brings you balance. But for some of us, myself included, social media is where you drive your main source of income. If I was to cut off social media, I would basically be cutting off my one and only way to pay bills. And sorry, not sorry. I prefer to have funds to buy all of my yummy Trader Joe snacks. So I'm going to stick on the gram. For me, if I had a toxic relationship with social media, I would probably go through a process that looks like this. First, acknowledge what piece of social media is the toxic part. If you then realize that it's the whole damn shebang, then sure. Maybe look at eliminating it. However, for me, I'm going to use the example that there might be 1 to 10 accounts that I follow that are very toxic to me. Whenever the posts come up, I get frustrated. Whenever I read the information that they are portraying, I get pissed off. As soon as I even see their damn name on the screen, I go from having this awesome smile to RBF real quick. From here, I would evaluate and figure out how to eliminate these toxic pieces from my direct vision on social media. And from there, I think the answers are pretty obvious in regards to how you cannot see this toxic piece of the puzzle. You can delete the account. You can stop following them. You can hide them from your feed. The list goes on and on. And the ways that you can control these mechanisms on Instagram, Facebook, Uh, are probably way beyond the magnitude of what I know. Uh, I'm sure on other platforms there's even different ways to do this, but I personally stick with Instagram and Facebook. No matter which route you take, the first thing you have to do is look internally. You have to see what is it that is bothering you and then make adjustments from there. I'm going to continue on with a bit more of a personal example that hopefully makes it click a little bit more besides this social media or internet concept. There are friends in my life that I can truly say I love dearly. I might not spend as much time with them as what I have in the past and there might be times when I would love to be around them more. but. Well, such is life and, you know, things get in the way and happen. There are parts of this relationship that are toxic to me, which is why I have directly chosen to distance myself to where I can be at a healthy state. I'm not saying that this process is easy or quick. I'm also not saying that it's fast. To be honest, it's still very much ongoing. When I sat back and really realized what things were bothering me with this specific relationship, they were all things that I was in control over and things that I was able to make a direct impact on. When I really looked at it, this relationship was causing me to view things within my own personal life differently. From business decisions to how I spent my time to the food and alcohol I was consuming, and the list goes on beyond that. And this, I think, is a part that a lot of times is neglected. Whenever we're reviewing toxic things with people, with an object, with social media, whatever it may be, we have this tendency to just jump to an extreme. And I do understand that sometimes the extreme is needed. If we backtrack to what I talked about a few moments ago with that unfortunate, very unhealthy toxic relationship, the one where you know the whole dang person has to go, then that's a different story. But when you look at the relatively, in the grand scheme of things, healthier relationships and you realize that you have control over something to make a change, where you can then make this relationship healthier and you can make the entire thing something that then is not toxic, then the ball falls in your court completely. You then have to decide how, if, and where you are going to make changes within this relationship to bring yourself to a healthier state in your life. Just because there are pieces of the puzzle that are toxic to you doesn't mean that they are toxic to the other person or to the other thing. So it's your job to make the adjustments you need for your health. Are you directly just putting the blame on somebody else because you don't want to look in the mirror and see the things that you have to work on to see the things that you have to own up to and acknowledge the shifts that you have to make in order to bring your own life into a healthy space? Now, I also do not think that these things always have to be said out loud to the point at hand. If we're talking about the person that's the shitty cup of coffee, then yes, by all means, a conversation has to happen. And the conversation is probably going to fucking suck. You're probably going to have not one, not two, but 10 or 20 or 30 conversations with this person before the relationship is completely, quote unquote, thrown in the trash. And you know what? Those conversations will only make you stronger. Remember that it is okay to cry during those conversations. It's okay to get pissy. It's okay to think that you're making the wrong choices. All of these things are natural because you're human. However, not all relationships fall under this category. If we're talking about the person where the coffee itself is not the problem, but the way that you ordered it is the problem, then you have to look internally and maybe just have a conversation with yourself. And I'm sorry, but I'm gonna keep sticking to this silly little coffee analogy. If I ordered a cold brew and I realized that I just wanted a solid black cup of coffee, the cold brew might still be good. It's just not something that's resonating with me right now. It's cold out, it's fall, or it's supposed to be, yeah, whenever I walk outside today, I'm like sweating my ass off. But instead, I potentially want something warm. Well, that doesn't mean that I have to throw the damn thing out. I made a mistake and I should own up to it. Goodness, I swear I'm hopefully going to become an analogy queen soon because I feel like I just keep coming up with these corny little things on this podcast. Anyways, some relationships might have to be thrown in the trash. Others might not. I think we're all on the same page here. Yes? The relationships that do not have to be directly thrown into the trash do not always require a direct conversation. It might be needed, but it might not. Connecting back to this very broad example that I'm using with a direct relationship with friends of mine, I did not find it necessary to have a conversation as I realized there were certain things that I was doing that I needed to stop doing in order to feel like I was in a good place. I realized that there were shifts that I needed to make with this relationship In order for me to develop my business, in my opinion, those conversations do not have to be had with the person at hand. I had realizations that I made with myself about myself, and I therefore adjusted myself accordingly. I didn't need anyone else's approval. I'm not saying you should always be a coward and not have tough conversations, But I do think it is important to acknowledge when something is more of an internal problem or an internal shift as opposed to you bringing the stress onto an already stressed relationship. Now, to be quite honest, I truly feel like I can just rant on and on on this topic. So I'm going to hit the pause button here. If you have any questions, I do encourage you to reach out to me. Um, I love utilizing this platform in regards to this ramble, what I like to call yoga teacher talk sesh. But I also think that sometimes you might just need another person's perspective. And I truly want you to know that I am always here for that. If you need a friend to sip some coffee with and chat over, even if it's virtual with this whole covid thing and we just have a little chat via instagram messenger or i mean i guess zoom if you really want to but just know i might be looking like a hot mess express also i want to remind you guys that you do receive a discount with phrase skincare if you use the code dan spelt just like my ig handle d-a-n-y-e-l-l I'm hoping that you enjoyed this lovely little rant. And if you didn't, I'm actually planning on throwing some knowledge bombs your way in the next episode as we talk about how, if, and where foam rolling is needed. Like, should you ditch the foam roller? <laughs> if you found any enjoyment, any good takeaways, anything that was just dope, then please head over to Apple Podcast and give this show a five star rating. I truly do not think you guys understand how important that is for me to be able to grow my business. So please, 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 please go hit the five stars. And until next time, namaste and slay Boothang.